With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello. Efforts. I am your host, Internet Keith, <laughs> and welcome to the NFL edition of Football and Other F Words. And today, we'll be talking about NFL news. We'll have a segment that we're going to call Trick or Treat Players for uh, Halloween. That we're so festive. <laughs> I just love it because it's going to be in November. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we'll also talk, uh, we'll, we'll distribute some mid-year re- rewards, or awards, rewards, rewards. Awards. Well, we're not rewarding anybody. We're no. A-warding. We're A-warding. We could send them something in the mail. That would be a We should. We should send them like <laughs> a, a certificate from us in the mail. F-word spawn mid-season. I'm going to get on I'm going to get on that. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get on that. Please. In addition to like sending the nominees out there, yeah. they're like, "Sorry you didn't win, but you were nominated. Congratulations." Very um, close. It was a very close vote. Yes. I'm going to do I'm going to give Calvin cuz three of us chose Calvin Ridley for offensive rookie of the year. Last or uh, for the quarterway, I'll make sure that we uh, he gets three separate ones. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes, yes. Y'all have to sign them. Three, <laughs> three identical letters signed by different people. Um, Can we all sign in different color, like magic marker, <laughs> yes. like crayons, crayons, crayons <laughs> yeah. with our left hands. Um, as is tradition, today I'm joined by some some hooligans. Uh, once again, we are a bit short-handed. We've got. Uh, Zebo and Mike Miracles here. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah. Doing yeah. well. I have and a, you. I, I'm fine. I never get asked. That's so considerate of you, actually. <laughs> well, you know. That's nice of happy you. Happy birthday, bro. Oh, thank you. Well, um. This is your birthday? Yeah. Oh. Today? Like, today when we're recording? Today or when this goes when it goes oh, up. November yeah. 1st? Yeah. From the future. Yeah. Happy birthday. Well, thanks, dude. But not today. Right. And not tomorrow. <laughs> but in the future. In the future. But when the listener is yeah. listening to it, happy birthday. Well, now that everyone's <laughs> confused. <laughs> um, let, me, let me ask you guys a fun, uh, fun trivia question that since the trade deadline just passed. Is this Big Mike, Dirty Ooh. Mike versus the boys? This is Dirty Ooh. Mike and the boys versus okay. me, I would say. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so five NFL head coaches have been traded. Can you name them? Oh, all five? Have been traded? Have been traded uh, for draft picks or other considerations. All right, so I know Gruden. Yeah, has I was about to say that's the only one that I think I know. Gruden. It's uh, one. John Madden get traded? Nope. No. But Chuck Knoll. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. Uh, two of these guys were traded between the Jets and the Patriots. Oh, was Belichick traded? Yes. It was Parcells traded. Yes. Oh, interesting. That's why I'm the reigning Dirty Mike versus the Boys champion. Uh-huh. See how quick I got there? Yeah, on Mike. it. Quick. The other two were Mike Holmgren, the oh. Walrus. The original Walrus. Yes. Who did he get traded he from, the from the Packers? He traded from the Packers to the Seahawks in 99. 
Oh. Oh, that's right. Wow. And then uh, he was the second one to have that happen. It was Parcells first, and then him. Uh, then Belichick, then Gruden, and then the last one was in 2006. He was traded from the Jets to the Chiefs. Jets to the Chiefs. That would Oh, uh, uh, Dick Vermeil? No, Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. He got, he got traded? Yep. What was I thinking Dick Vermeil? I don't know. He's uh. got dick on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> always. That you know what I'm saying? Loves his dick meals. <laughs> As always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and today's F word is dick for meal. Uh, <laughs> dick for meal. Ooh. <laughs> well, actually, oh. the actual word is frightful. <laughs> As in, we hope you had a frightfully happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> we really stretched the imagination of the F words. <laughs> Keith is like, let's move on quickly. <laughs> Maybe they didn't notice. I like how uncomfortably you're tr- you're sitting into the your chair right now. Yes. He's <laughs> now perched on the top of his chair. Maybe they didn't notice that it was the exact same one from the last podcast. And that and you just you just changed the tense in which you said it. Yeah. It's present tense and then past tense. Yeah. I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm really deceptive. Really, really good. Um, let's Huxley drunk as fuck, <laughs> wasted. Let's move into uh, the trade deadline news. Um, so much happened in the last hour too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just like it's uh, been great since they moved it back two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, it was wild. Yeah, wild. Um, let's let's start with. Uh, I guess we'll start with Demarius Thomas, who uh, was traded to the Texans. Uh, Demarius and a seventh round pick was traded to the Texans for a fourth round pick. So. What I want, what I want to talk about on this trade, how did the seventh round pick swap like, end up why getting does that, into, why, into why? the mix? Like, why did you need that seventh round pick from the the Broncos? And it like, had to have been the Texans that asked for yeah, it, right? Like, like can, <laughs> hey, can you give us that seventh round pick? And they're probably like, no, not without getting a seventh round pick back. Yeah, yeah, because because they were probably <laughs> like, all right, so we don't want to trade, we don't want to do a fifth. Or the Broncos didn't want to take a fifth, but the Texans were probably like, well, fourth is a little rich. What if we swap picks in the seventh? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, they, c- congrats. You moved up like 10, 20 spots yeah, in you, the seventh round. You're getting a guy that's going to get cut instead of getting <laughs> a guy that's going to get cut. So. It's, like, it's like one of those fantasy league trades where someone trades like Keelan Cole for D.D. Westbrook, and you're like, Why? Yeah, or, or like, or like when you you have a tag on the end of a trade, but it's like both those guys are going to get dropped like immediately at the end of this. It's like, well, why did y'all just trade guys that are going to get dropped? Eh? Yeah, it's like you added Raheem Mostert to a trade for some reason. Yes, yeah, but what while giving all, while also giving back like Taewon Taylor or something. <laughs> like, yeah. like what? Why? Yeah, this helps no one. <laughs> this just confuses people. Um, I thought the fourth was a little rich for. Demarius. Yeah, he has not looked good to me. Well, it I think it ties back to the Amari Cooper trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's not going to play into it. Well, a fourth is not a proper round tender for Demarius. So that obviously played into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like that's the receiver they really need. Like, I feel like I don't either. It, they needed, and it, same with the Golden Tate trade that we'll get to in a minute. That Seems like they already had a receiver somewhat like this one, and not what they lost. They both lost deep threats. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Mike Wallace was deep threat for the Eagles, and then uh, Will Fuller was deep threat here. But which I, makes it interesting that Deshaun Jackson didn't move this. Yeah, yeah, this and and, and I think like I the think, Bucks just shut it down. I think that's only because they're riding with Fitzmagic. 
Do you th- I, I don't buy this thing. Well, let, where... me, let me ask you this. Do you think they were at, like, they were asking for way too much because of the Cooper trade? No, I just don't think they're going to trade him now that Fitzmagic's back. Winston and Fitzmagic, and we'll get into it later, they're two different quarterbacks that that can utilize the deep ball differently. Mm -hmm. And Watson utilizes the deep ball very well, in in my opinion. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. I'm not sure why Demarius is... what was the fourth round pick, but I think it's just because there wasn't a lot of wide receivers out in the market, too, so that helps. It would have been tough for them to sit yeah. pat, too. Because, I mean, all they had was Kiki Kuti, who's a yeah. uh, you know, rookie. Which is the best name to say. Kiki Kuti. Yes, it makes you smile every <laughs> yeah. time. Like, you can't it's like say, bugaboo. Say <laughs> Kiki Kuti out loud right now and don't smile. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't. The, uh, I am very happy on the trade from a fantasy football standpoint because I traded for Demarius Thomas this morning. Mm-hmm. And in hopes that he was going to go to the Texans or the Patriots, yeah. not the Titans. I did yeah. not want him to go to the Titans. Because <laughs> if he went to the Titans, I feel like, okay, we got Corey Davis, and then we have Corey Davis's granddad. Yeah. And so it would have been nothing for me. It would have done nothing for me. Yeah. yeah I, I do think he's he's not the player he once was first. Sure. And he's definitely got drop issues. That he's, I think, behind Crabtree for the most drops in the NFL since 2015. Um, he has six this year already, which is, I think, double or no, it may be three times as many as any Titans receiver has. So as much as we complain about drops, yeah. it's uh, way more. It's at least double what any any Titans receiver has on the year. But uh, he still can do stuff. I mean, he still uh, he uses his body well. He's a tough guy after the catch, that kind of thing. But I do think there's a lot of duplication with. Demarius Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, or not, uh, uh, I'm sorry, with DeAndre, with, uh, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So I, I think there's a little bit of duplication of skill sets there. I, they definitely lose the deep threat element of that. I mean, Hopkins right. and him can do it to some extent, but they're more jump ball yeah. guys than they're speed not burners, guys. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a different, different setup. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's an upgrade, but was it worth the price? I uh, guess that's the question. I mean, if you're in win now mode, anything's worth worth the price. True. Worth, yeah. Worth, am I saying that right? Yeah. If it, if it gets them into the playoffs and they're able to make some noise in the playoffs, then I think it'll prove to be worth it. But I will say this: his contract is atrocious, mm-hmm. and I would be shocked if the Texans. I mean, the Texans are either going to restructure him after this year or cut him. One of the two. So yeah. there's no way he's coming back on that. $14 million or whatever. And, the, and the thing is, he's really not asked to be the man in this, in this offense. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, you could see a totally different Demarius Thomas than what you saw in the Broncos. Yeah. With, and they do have better quarterback. Yeah. As the well. quarterback sure. upgrade. And, and this might've been a, a product of the bad quarterback and the bad offense in Denver, but he gives up on routes way too much. He's similar I to Mark Cooper. I just don't know if he was very happy. Yeah, and that might be I mean, part of it. And, and situation can fix a lot of things, but yeah. that's one of those things that drives me insane. Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, the Lions trade with the Eagles. Uh, they traded The Lions traded Golden Tate to the Eagles for a third-round pick uh, next year. Fuck the Eagles. Right? <laughs> I mean, just fuck them. I am so sick of the Eagles just, oh, a wide receiver became available. Better spend about $15 million or $40 million. Let me get Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, let me get Golden Tate, Mike Wallace, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar. Fuck them. I'm fucking sick of the Eagles already. They. I'm so glad they beat the Patriots last year, but I'm I'm tired of them. I'm 
tired of them. Fuck the Eagles. This is one of the. I'm on record. This is one of the weirdest <laughs> trades of the day to me because because you rarely see the Lions are a contending team. I mean, they're right three and four, but they're only like a game and a half out of the division lead in the uh, yeah. AFC North, and they're selling off. You know, regardless of you know Galladay and Marvin Jones, who are both you know very good receivers. They run 11 personnel like 80-something percent of the time, yeah. and Tate's on the field a lot of that time. He's and getting he's touches. still probably their best receiver. I mean, Galladay's getting there, and he's certainly a, a major Marvin talent. Jones is very inconsistent. Like, yeah. I really thought he would be the one that they would move. Yeah, and yeah. they may not have. I mean, I guess the idea behind moving Tate is probably – well, he's on an expiring contract. We've got, you know, pretty good receivers already. We can move him. You know, getting a third-round pick for an expiring guy. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's that, I'm sure that's why they did that. But And maybe they are saying, you know, well, the writing's on the wall. We're probably not winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, we're going to get a, a piece for next year and, and try to kind of continue to rebuild this thing under Patricia. But, um, yeah, it's kind of an inter- interesting move, especially after they added Snacks Harrison, you know, a week earlier for a fifth-round pick. So it's like they added, but then they traded. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an odd and Golden situation. Snacks. Yeah, and in a lackluster NFC East, the Eagles are starting to catch their stride at the correct time. They're and going to win just, that division. Yeah. I mean, it's just I f- I'm fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I am I am miserable, Keith. It's weird. Do you look think, at me? I, I am miserable. You 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 appear miserable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that this is a weird trade for the Eagles? In that, it. I mean, I might be talking out of my league here, but isn't Nelson Aguilar a slot guy? That's yeah. that's my thing, and and that was my thing, kind of about the Titans thing too, because Tajay Sharp's been playing really good in the slot. But that's on the previous podcast. Please go subscribe and listen to it. The um, but that was my thing is that he doesn't really. Where does he fit? Are are you going to rely? Who are you going to put on the outside? Are you yeah. going four wide? I, I I didn't. I don't. I don't know about that trade. But it is definitely a win now. Hey, we know that the NFC East is open. We're about to hit our stride. We're about to get Carson Wentz into a groove. We got to keep them in a groove. Mm-hmm. This is a win now kind of thing, and it's just I don't want them to win. I hope they lose. <laughs> I think Tate can play outside. I, I think you'll probably, for, if I was the Eagles, I would be running a ton of twelve personnel and having Ertz, Goddard, Jeffrey, and Tate on the field as your pass catching option. Yeah. Then whoever in the backfield doesn't really matter, but um, that would be kind of my base offense and then you know bring in Aguilar and stick him in the slot or or move Tate in the slot whoever based on matchups even if you do a bunch of three wide receiver bunches I mean think of all the bunch formations you can do with two slot guys and those two big tight ends yeah it's it's almost impossible to to guard the tight ends are amazing and it's almost impossible to guard this offense if they can find a real solution in the run game and hopefully that's relying on Corey Clement for selfish reasons. Because <laughs> uh, I am an idiot who traded a third-round pick for Corey Clement. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, they they find a run game. But I mean, it's just a dangerous offense. And, 
I mean, yeah, and I think I think Doug Peterson's the kind of coach who fuck. can figure it out. Fuck, so. fuck the Eagles. Um, let's let's move on to a wide receiver running back combo who uh, got moved to the Ravens. Uh, Ty combo. Montgomery of uh, fumbling yeah. away the game fame <laughs> last week. He, so can, we, can we talk about <laughs> what talk he about did it. for a minute? I mean, what a jackass! <laughs> you're Ty Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not Le'Veon Bell. You're not Zeke Elliott. You should not be mad about your usage in an Aaron Rodgers offense because you're not fucking that great. Right. Yeah. Okay. You are a converted wide. You're a failed wide receiver converted into a running back that became one of the most mediocre, overhyped running backs of 2017, and you fell flat on your fucking face. They put you in, and all you have to do is kneel and give the ball to fucking Aaron Rodgers to win this game for your team. And what do you do? You do the exact opposite and fuck up your whole team. And uh, that w- that loss is going to come back to haunt him. And now he's going to the fucking Ravens. And I hope he does the same <laughs> fucking thing to them. What do you go for? Like a seventh round pick? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was a seven. So it was basically a throwaway. Yeah, but in twenty twenty none. Also, yeah, yeah, so, just as far so, out as they can possibly. So basically, trade it. a bag of peanuts. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, it, if we could give him to you for free, we would have. <laughs> but um, yeah, now. <laughs> what a dick move. Like the coaches tell him to just take a knee and he goes out there and is like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. Cause I'm Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Fucking uh, world star. And yeah. then he runs out of the fucking end zone yeah. and fumbles <laughs> it. I carry the Packers. Yeah. Come on. Get real. Get um, real Ty. I mean, do you, do you see any, any scenario where he is producing for the Ravens? Well, someone said that he's going to replace Danny Woodhead and what Danny Woodhead was supposed to be in the album. Wasn't Buck well, Allen Yeah, that's what I was about that? to yeah, say. Buck Allen. Once again, yeah. another trade where you already have what's on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, get it, I, don't I don't understand what Ty Montgomery's going to do, as, except for maybe murder someone in Baltimore. Maybe <laughs> that's what he's going to do because he's such an asshole. He's probably not going to like his usage here. Well, you know, the murder rate went down when Ray Lewis <laughs> yeah. was playing there, apparently. So now that Ray Lewis isn't playing, it's probably back on the rise. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ty yeah. Montgomery. That 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 is definitely a correlation. <laughs> direct, to a causation. Direct correlation. Got to be. Um. All right. Well, he was also part-time sheriff, apparently. <laughs> Let's let's talk about uh, part-time sheriff Dante Fowler. Uh, the Rams traded a 2019 third-round pick and a 2020 you know, fifth-round pick to the Jags for Dante. Fowler. This is another team I hate. I hate fucking hate the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I love watching their offense, but I hate that they have just keep they keep amassing all these people, yeah. all these players. Super team. They're like, oh, you know, we don't really have a great outside pass rush now that Robert Quinn's gone. Oh, might as well just trade for Dante Fowler. Yeah. Okay. Go fuck yourself. So, so I read this. I think it was. It might have been. Uh, it might have been Music City Miracles that posted this. I can't remember. But um, now the Rams will have a first round pick on all front. All first. All four of their defensive linemen will be a first round pick. Fuck them. Yeah, they're That's good. Insane. The Rams are very good. the the the, be- the best thing about the Rams, <laughs> best thing about the Rams though, is that Marcus Peters has not been good. Their pass defense has been very very bad. But you know that also means that you got to hope that you can stall Aaron Donald for three seconds. Yeah. yeah. If you can get a pass off, their best defense yeah. is sus- yeah. susceptible. So, fuck a third round pick for and a guy who a third and a fifth, right? A third and a yeah. fifth. You're right. Sorry. Uh, third and a fifth for a guy who wasn't playing that many snaps yeah. because they're already uh, the, the Jaguars stacked. got but. the good end of the deal, but they lack depth now. Yeah, but I mean their defense really hasn't been that great 
I mean, to be honest with you, it's not been the dominant defense that it was last year. Who could have foreseen that? Yeah. Not this <laughs> podcast. Not this podcast. Go back and listen to our Jags yeah. pod. Yeah, Jags is trash. Yeah. You're trash. Um, but then you look at it like, what are they going to do with the third and fifth round pick? Get two more Tanner Lees? I mean, I mean, at some point, <laughs> is that some, allowed? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it depends on how many Lee, Tanner how many Lee. are in the Lee family. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they didn't have a great draft last year. I mean, I, has Tavon Bryan done anything? And then they're they got what some didn't they get an offensive guard or something that they were all bragging about and stroking each other up with norwell yeah but didn't they get draft one too or am i thinking they they drafted uh dj chark oh yeah Yeah. yeah. did you see him drop a wide open pass in london i'm sure bro i was i was thinking about you i saw that i was like i bet zach is just like clicking his fingers together like evilly laughing right now i mean at parker jones 32 will not respond to any of my text and all i I don't know why all i do is send send an article or a stat about how bad the jaguars are and say you up you call him bud yeah Yeah. sometimes he likes that yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um well let's get to our last trade uh that we're going to talk about the redskins traded a fourth round pick to the packers for haha Clinton Dix. <laughs> LOL. The, this defense is so good. Can we talk it's about this good. Redskins defense real quick? It's real good. They, it's they the face reason they're successful. The Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, three weeks in a row, combined those guys didn't even get 100 yards rushing. That's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. That's crazy. And now they um, got HaHa Clinton Dix for a fourth, mm-hmm. which is pretty good deal for the Redskins. Yeah. And he's coming That's over. That's one Demarius Thomas yeah, apparently. Yeah. And I'm thinking uh, this defense just got better. Yeah. And and uh, their offense is kind of wonky. Yeah. I think that's a good way to describe. Yeah, that's describe a, that's a, that might be the perfect <laughs> way to describe it's the, wonky. the Washington offense. Uh but the the defense is playing out of its mind and I mean, I think that's a good deal for them. Yeah. It's basically a defensive football team at this point because you've got a good defense and Adrian Peterson, who they're giving like 30 carries a game to. He looks looks good. He he does look amazing. Of course, he did just play a snacksless New York Giants defense. So, but I mean, but for the whole year, he's looked very good. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the Redskins was kind of like we were kind of on the cusp of um, our NFC East show, saying that the Redskins may win this division. Yeah. The Eagles trade, obviously, I think Eagles are the front runners. My my Giants did did fucking <laughs> fuck all. I mean, Eli Manning should retire now. Yes, but you know we'll get to that later, maybe. Yes. Um, well, let's talk about how it's a bad time to be a head coach in Cleveland. Tyron Lue, the basketball coach, got fired for the Cavs, and then Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, the head coach and offensive coordinator, uh, respectively, both got fired. Uh, <laughs> they could have done all this in, yeah. in off season. Yeah, it's like they're surprised that he's bad. Bo- yeah. Both <laughs> Cleveland organizations, both Cleveland organizations, yeah. are surprised that yeah that Hugh Jackson, who now has averaged one win over three years, yeah, exactly. and he's three thirty six yeah. and one. Yeah, three thirty six and one. If I only got three like questions or or whatever tasks at work out of thirty six, yeah. right? He was, I wouldn't be at my job. He was 0-20 on the road as a Browns coach. And then 
<laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Did That's not win a single road game as Browns coach over two and a half years. Oh, well then, and then they you might think, as well have not even <laughs> travel. Just yeah. save the money. Just, just say we're just gonna stay home. Y'all take the win. And then you have Tyron. Uh, is it Tyron Lou? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Without uh, LeBron, LeBron James, yes. and you're surprised your team sucks. People right. thought he was bad when LeBron was there. Yeah. So like, because like this is <laughs> I mean, like these owners. I just don't get it. What's with Cleveland? You're you're bad. You're bad. And Cleveland's and, got a rough ownership situation. I'm gonna send they, in my application yeah. for some head coaching jobs in Cleveland because apparently you don't really have to be good to get them. I mean, you yeah. can go three years and not <laughs> win on the road. And then and then they go and hire Greg Williams. Yeah, I hate Greg. And yeah. Oh, that's going to be a bounty gate. A Greg. Cleveland fan said today he's going to get those players in line and oh, really discipline please. these players. Okay. <laughs> what is he going to do an internal bounty gate where they just <laughs> he puts bounties on his own players? Watch Hard Knocks and tell me that any player in that locker room takes Greg Williams seriously. Right. I mean, I have seven job offers, but I chose this one. Okay. Bullshit, Greg. Yeah. Sure you did. You'd pick Cleveland, really. Tell me why. Yeah. Nobody picks Cleveland, <laughs> Greg. Let me tell you, Twitter was was in its finest form when this all went down. Ugh. Because the stuff about, they were people were talking about Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Let's hire him. People were talking about, then when Greg Williams got hired, they're hoping that he would still hire Jeff Fisher. But then they, there's all the memes where he's like pointing to his balls and saying these were his uh, assistant coaches <laughs> and all this stuff. Uh, so me and me and Lebowski were talking, and we have a uh, a conspiracy theory about Greg Williams. We think that uh, he is awful to his children and wife. Yeah, like this oh, is obviously the speculation. Like he just treats them like football Except players. Except for Blake, he treats them like football players <laughs> and yells at them. But he has like three Pomeranians that he like adores <laughs> and takes care of and treats better than he treats his yeah. family. The that's only our, things that he's nice theory. to in yeah. the entire yeah. world. I, I'd yeah. buy it. Let's 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 mention that we really missed out on a big opportunity to get Bob Wiley a head coaching yeah, job. Yeah, that, that's Ooh, a, that's a, that's right. a really uh, I'm poor. Upset. That's poor decision making on Jimmy Haslam's. He part. could have done like a pregame magic trick every single game. I mean, That'd can you imagine him trying to throw the challenge flag oh. or like calling a timeout and his stomach's bouncing <laughs> up and down? Like timeout, timeout. He's yeah. already, he's yelling at the ref and all you see like, <laughs> the ref's just laughing at him. <laughs> you could dress him up as Santa Claus when it gets close to Christmas. Oh I mean, it gosh. would be just wonderful on many levels. A missed opportunity for yeah. sure. Yes. Um. So. Just real quickly, who do you think uh, their head coaching candidates will be? Uh, not Sean McVay. Like Vegas gave like the best that, odds yeah, for Sean McVay. Yeah. So That's fucking insane. stupid. The desert knows nothing. Now, I mean, that would certainly be a trade scenario. What would you have to trade? Would what be, would you have to get in a trade if you were the Rams to give up Sean McVay? It would be multiple first round picks. I, it would it be w- a minimum of three, and it would. I, I I think you'd have to be a couple second round picks too. I mean, yeah. I think it'd have to be that a couple. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the Browns have that the Rams would want. The They're, farm, so the to Rams. Speak. The Rams are a perfect team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. What are you why, gonna get? Like, what are you gonna why? get that's better than what's there already? Yeah. And people are like, and people are like trying to throw Matt Lafleur's hat in the ring and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, nobody's looking at our offense saying. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, if they're, uh, if they're that, going, if they're I going, want that Titans offense on on the Browns. If they're going uh, a coordinator, they're going Filippo yeah. or Dave Filippo. Yeah. Uh, Urban Myers uh, supposedly got a cyst <laughs> on his brain or something uh, as of today. 
I wonder if he's not gearing up to take over that Cleveland job. Yeah, he's uh, he's got his uh, annual, or I guess uh, what every five years or whatever, yeah. he's suddenly uh, got a mystery yeah. ailment that that forces him to take a new job. That you know, that'll be interesting. Now that this one's crashing and burning, he's yeah. Gonna... Oops. Yeah, I don't know who would. I, if I was the Browns, I would probably go get D. Filippo. But I, I was That's a big was flip fan when the Titans were looking for a coach. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know who else would be out there. I saw Lincoln Riley Mc mentioned. I don't think yeah. he's going to leave. It, I, I wouldn't I leave could, for the Browns. Well, not in this shape. I could see it because of Baker. Yeah. He coached Baker in college. Yeah. And you could see maybe he thinks he can win with Baker. And, and they do have talent. I mean, it's not like they, they're just a talentless team. Yeah, you're right. I could see I could see it potentially. If he wants to do NFL, he may not want to be an NFL coach. Sure. He may just – I mean, Oklahoma can pay him as feel, much as I feel the like NFL that's too can. easy of a, a dot to connect for the NFL. It's too yeah. easy for the Browns because they they are idiots. If I'm if I'm him, though, I'm looking at, at the the – just the history of the Browns and how long these coaches stick around in saying, yeah, no thanks. I'm going to stick around and not sully my name. They, they got a good team. They just have shitty coaches. And this is why you should have fired Hugh Jackson after he went fucking 0-16. Well, how did they not fire Hugh Jackson when they hired a new GM this past offseason? And it was a perfect chance to I don't have think, a fresh yeah. slate. I, I, I don't think since 1999 or since the first year they became a franchise, they've had a general manager and a head coach start the same year together. It's always been <laughs> one or the other. And this is the sixth time. That a, a Steelers that oh, yeah, after this. the Steelers game, a Browns coach has been fired. <laughs> yeah. So not only that, but the Steelers haven't had six head coaches since we were before we were born. Yeah. So uh, think about that. So you're saying it's a tradition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tradition yeah. unlike any the other. Steelers, you get fired. Yes. Yeah. Which Dog you're, you're <laughs> always going to lose to the Steelers. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, let's let's move on to uh, Fitzmagic versus Jameis Winston. I watched the I, Eternal I, Saga. It was oh it was well. First off, back to fantasy real quick. Fuck Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you fall for it? Yeah, I fell uh, for it. Yeah. Uh, but this is the right move. Jameis was making the most horrific throws yeah. to the Bengals. The, yes. Those four picks were not the bounce off a helmet and get intercepted types. These these are the these are worse than the four interceptions Marcus threw at the Steelers. Game. Oh, easily. These yeah. are easily probably that's probably easily one of the worst performances I've ever seen of a quarterback. And when Fitzmagic was good, he had one bad game, and they were like, "Okay, let's go to Winston." In, in the, I don't even think his bad game was that, that bad. bad. It wasn't Fitz tragic bad. Yeah, because it was, <laughs> was it. It was the Steelers after the Steelers game yeah. that they made the switch, and yes, he had some turnovers and some bad turnovers in that game, but he also led that team up and down the field. They ended up having a chance to win that yeah. game late. It, it's the right move. The team loves Fitzmagic. I think. I think Winston. Is I thought Winston may have got would possibly get traded by the trade deadline. Who would trade? I don't for think him anybody though. was going to trade for him on the back of that. I don't know rookie contract. Yeah, I mean, but for it's a little while. but next year is his yeah. fifth year, and he jumps up to twenty something million. Whew. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a steep price to pay because he's or, on the same contract that Marcus is basically. I don't know th what they're going to do with him. I mean, you you can't think that he's the future of your franchise. Cut him loose. 
And, roll and, roll of Fitz magic as long and as really it's coaching malpractice by Dirk Cutter to ever have put him in when Fitz magic was on a roll. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm personally of the opinion you should have gotten rid of him this off season. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You 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 roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick and you draft somebody. Right. Yeah. I think you. I think that's what they've got to do, and, it, and it'll be interesting to see if anybody gives them a chance. I mean, because. How many franchises out there are going to be lining up, even with the – I mean, we've talked about, you know, on the pod previously that quarterback plays a lot better now compared to where it has been. Almost every team has at least a serviceable player or a young guy that they are excited about mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. So who is the team that's banging down the door to get Jameis Winston? Damn, I, I really couldn't think of anybody. Let the me ask Giants, you this. The Raiders? The Giants, the, would, the Giants. Be, would be would be one. Raiders, if if Gruden loves yeah. Jameis and wants to get rid of Carr. The Jaguars. Sure. Jagu- Jaguars, yeah. Let me ask maybe. you this. Uh, we're, all Titans, we're all Titans fans. Would you uh, – would you – Let's say Jameis goes through the off. He gets cut. Doesn't get picked up anywhere. As a backup, would you take a chance on Jameis for Marcus? Oof, no, I wouldn't want him anywhere near this. Team. What if Marcus can teach him how to be an angel? Uh, he <laughs> he can't. He can't. He can't. Jameis is an asshole. Let's let's be honest. Jameis Winston's an asshole. Yes. I bet it'd be easier and to get Jameis on the podcast than Marcus, <laughs> though. <laughs> yes. And and Jameis is a phony phony asshole that is. I I think he would be a locker room issue. I, yeah. yeah, he would start eating W's and people would get uncomfortable. So you'd rather have Blaine Gabbert than Jameis Winston? Yeah, I'm just yes. asking. Yeah, yeah as a backup. Honestly, yes, I disagree, but that's okay. Um, well, that's your. I, I go for talent. Opinion. Gotta go for the talent. Yeah. Even though the Jameis did not have a lot of talent uh, this past <laughs> Sunday. Um, I mean, the, they were awful. Did you watch any of them, Keith? No. Oh, no. you got to go back so and watch the lowlights. Oh, I watched. I watched a couple of the interceptions, yeah, but yeah, I didn't see all of them. Um, but yeah, the let's move on to other quarterback struggles. Uh, the 49ers may start a new guy at QB. I actually don't know who this is. Can someone inform me? No, we can't. Uh, <laughs> I actually can. <laughs> Nobody knows who this is. Uh, what's his name again? DB Cooper? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what is his name? Nick Mullins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Southern that, Miss no, quarterback. No, you just you put it, you you I did auto generate on Madden, <laughs> and that's the name they spit possible, out. Possible, possible. Nick that, Mullins is a fake so, player. He, I think he's a Conference USA Player of the Year. He's a uh, strong descendant of Chris Mullins, the basketball player. <laughs> is that um, true? No, oh, I damn. have no idea. No, he's uh, Dan Mullins' son, and he didn't go to Mississippi State. He went to Southern Miss. Oh, good decision. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know I, if wouldn't that's wanna, true. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play for my dad. <laughs> if my dad is that a good though? Did you? <laughs> yeah, we're just fucking lying all over the place. But oh, but, but he is Conference USA Championship. Oh yeah, uh, or Player of the Year. Player of the Year and played what? at Southern Miss. Okay. Brett Favre. I don't know. <laughs> He's basically Brett Favre. Yeah. 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 But Same he, career path. The funny, the really funny thing is. He's play. He would get the start over Tom Savage. <laughs> that's where Tom Savage's yeah. career is right now. Yeah. Well, that's hey, but be. shout out to all the Texans fans that yeah. told me he was Dan Marino last year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real conversation uh, that was I had. Think, I think we just need to shut off the podcast <laughs> on that. that. There's nothing funnier than what you just said. <laughs> Well, I did. I mean, I'm just passing along what Texans fa- Texans fans are really the source of all comedy. So <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Uh, all right, let's move on to one last uh, QB who's who's struggling. Uh, Kyle Laletta was arrested <laughs> on his way to practice after almost hitting police with his car. 
<laughs> what is it with these backup quarterbacks? Like, it's backup quarterbacks gone wild the last yeah. couple weeks. <laughs> so this is all the the Manning clan trying to prevent him from, you know, taking over for Eli. Oh, are you saying this That's is a it. setup? Yeah, I feel like it's a setup, don't yeah. y'all? Yeah. The I, sheriff? Peyton Manning? The sheriff? Yeah, he, there's a reason. You know, he's, he's a good actor. That's sheriff. what people tell me. He's a great actor. So I'm pretty sure they the the sheriff, you yes. know, Peyton. Right. He's probably like an honorary sheriff in New Jersey <laughs> or sure. something like that. He's been deputized. And, and Eli isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And so like he's probably he's got like a he borrowed a squad car and he was like, Hey, I just want to do a ride along for the day or whatever, right? <laughs> and then like he and Eli have on like fake mustaches and cop outfits. Uh-huh. They pull over. Do you think it was Loretta. Eli or do you think it was Cooper? Cooper's probably Cooper? the wheel man. Yeah. He's probably Cooper, the wheel yeah. man. And then uh but like you've got like Cooper's, Cooper's Farva. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it. Car Manning, Car Manning, say it. Say it. What a leader of cola. Leader's French. For, give me some fucking cola. Um, but so yeah, I, I think they probably went up to the car when they yeah. pulled a little bit over. You know, Peyton. So like Eli's in another car. He's in the squad car that Laletta quote-unquote almost hits but he he really pulled out in front of them okay and then peyton and cooper cooper are following they pull him over and then cooper and peyton go into the repeater routine yeah <laughs> disorient loletta yes make him feel like he might be drunk and then they take him downtown in the paddy wagon that makes sense i to heard me. that uh loletta tried to swing at him what yeah i heard he atta- like physically attacked him got a windmill crazy him. yeah got a windmill him <laughs> The only way. Um, uh, so does th- th- this mean they're gonna have to get Geno Smith sign him? I don't know. I don't, what it's, do they do? I don't know. Play Odell Beckham at quarterback. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Peyton looked like moderately healthy. But yeah, stick Peyton in here. All Manning quarterback <laughs> room. than Eli. Hell, sign Cooper. Yeah. Why yeah, not? Fuck it, dude. <laughs> get Archie in there. <laughs> Quarterbacks coach. Okay. All right. You 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 are uh, you're playing in a prison football league. You've got, <laughs> you've got to win your game. Okay? Von, Vontaze perfect. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> not no, uh, you're getting ahead of it. Ray Lewis. Uh, <laughs> so it's the it's the longest yard scenario. Okay, okay. you got to pick one guy to be your quarterback out of the troubled quarterbacks. Is do you pick Chad Kelly or do you pick Kyle Walletta to lead your team? Chad Kelly. Oh yeah, Chad Kelly. Swag right. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got the swag. He would lead those prison guys. <laughs> That's I mean, true. he basically got busted the same way that Adam Sandler did, right? In the longest yard, yeah. by wandering into a couple's home. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, here's here's a question: You're playing in a retirement league, football league, mm-hmm. and you've got to pick one quarterback out of all the Mannings today. Oh, who do you shit. pick? I'd is it say. is it contact? Taron uh, Manning. Yeah, it's contact. Taron Manning. Taryn, who is Taryn Manning? Which wife is that? <laughs> That's a uh, some actress. I think she plays. Uh, she's in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I found it funny. Um, <laughs> I I I reluctantly it had to be Peyton. I reluctantly go with Eli. Oh no! <laughs> Actually, no. I take that back. Yeah. I may really regret saying yeah, that. It's, yeah, Peyton, it's, it's Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, Cooper. Cooper, the Cooper? Yeah. Cooper is your no, 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 no. Is, Archie, Archie. No, isn't Cooper like an accountant or something? Something like that. Shouldn't shouldn't one of the Mannings have some offspring that's like old enough to be playing like seventh grade football by now? I think Peyton <laughs> that's just the one you stick go him with? in there. No, Peyton, a seventh grader? Peyton just fucks football. He doesn't fuck women. Uh, oh. Well, he's probably got a football pregnant though. Yeah. 
that baby's gonna look weird. Yeah. Um, Big so forehead. Let's let's move on to a Halloween theme segment. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Uh, let's do trick or treat players. Uh, it's a segment that you that Zebo came up with. Um, so I'll kind of let you. Man, I wish you wouldn't have said that. I came up with it just in case it sucks. Uh, well. <laughs> um, so trick or treat players is uh, if you we're gonna name a player. And if this player uh, is actually good, you're going to say they're a treat. Because they've only been good recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they are, if you think that is a mirage and they're not actually a good player, it is a trick. Uh, so I will start with the first player. The first player being David Moore, trick or treat. Zebo. I'm going, I'm going treat. What was his stats? I wrote them down. Uh, the last three games, he's had 221 yards and four touchdowns. And fun fact, he went to East Central University, which doesn't make sense, but is in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. never mind. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, he he looks really good. Say no more. <laughs> and he's getting a lot of targets. And with Doug Baldwin, I guess, still struggling with the, playing through injuries, um, it looks like David Moore could be in line to get a fair share of targets. So, so, so I'm going. I'm going treat, treat for Zebo. I'm gonna Big say money. he's a trick. He's a trick. He a trick. Trick. He a trick. Why is he a trick? Uh, you don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I think mean, you know. Show me more. Show me more. See, well, get it, his get name's it, David Moore. Uh, now you're catching I, on. Now you're yeah, catching he, on. he didn't get it. I got it. I'm <laughs> saying he's a trick. Uh, I'm saying he's a he's a ding dong ditch. Whoa, ding dong ditch. Whoa, ding dong bitch. Calling guys like ding dongs. Technically, technically, he's he's you know from a value perspective, yeah. Like he was a seventh round pick, so this is all gravy for you. But I don't necessarily think he continues this production. We'll see. So we got one one treat and two tricks. Uh, let's move on to Marlon Mack. Trick or treat, Zebo. He's a trick. Whoa. Whoa. Because he'll just get injured again. He he play he runs with reckless abandon, as someone put it in a. In a I was talking to today. Is he and an upright runner or is he? I don't know what it means. Reckless. I didn't really ask for clarification. I just, okay. I just I took it because it sounded good. Uh, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I think he'll get injured and he'll just disappoint everybody. And I still don't think he's that great of a running back. I just think they have Andrew Luck and a fantastic looking offensive line now. Yeah, Mike. I'm I'm going to say treat from the standpoint of I don't know that he's going to be the greatest back in the world, but I think he could put up numbers in that offense for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it, it may not take much for him to to be a good player for them moving forward. Yeah, I, I'll agree. He's a treat, but I think I see how this segment's going. But he's, he's <laughs> not he's not like he's not like a first rate candy. He's not like a Snickers. He's not do you a, have, not, do you have comparisons? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's where this is going. He's, uh, uh, he's smarties. He's, uh, he's, yeah. he's like yeah, not your I'm, first choice candy, but he's, he's better than no candy. Smarties is my last choice candy. Smarties exactly. is all. That's what I'm saying. It's down. It's down. The, on the, the list. only thing that's worse is those, uh, dots. no, no dots are awesome. Dots are the sh- Dots are fucking terrible. They're so, so great. The, no, the the you know those uh, back in the day. This may only be us 90, 90s kids, but you remember the pink or blue uh, boxes that had the like fake candy cigarettes that were just basically chalk. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. yes oh, they yes, were the yes. worst. That's the worst the, Halloween Were those candy. the ones that you were supposed to dip in the sugar or whatever? No, because no, they dip. didn't even come with uh, fun uh, dip. Uh, yeah, yeah. They didn't even, they, was the fun dip was stick like, without the dip. Oh, oh yes. that's terrible. It was, they were awful, but they were supposed to be fake cigarettes. Isn't I guess it, it was supposed to be cool. Isn't that basically uh, bottle caps? Yeah, point? bottle caps are yeah. really bad, too. Yeah. Um, we already, we, yeah, we already I'm out on, while we're here, milk duds. Why did milk it's duds a lot just of effort. pull your teeth yeah. out? I gotta be in a mood for a milk dud. Uh, like it's I mean, not the one... taste is fine. It's yeah. just like the fact that it feels like it's pulling my teeth apart. Yeah, sour sweet tarts are the this the which were formerly known as shock tarts are the best. Yeah, Ooh, what... shock tarts were good in the day. And I now will... they're called sour sweet tarts, and they're still good. Wait, what? Yeah, mm. I will say that milk duds are like are that's around. like a fifteen minute investment. Oh, it's like one. <laughs> <laughs> Like I can't talk to anybody for fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a commitment. Um, all right. Have you ever on. tried to put more than? <laughs> we're no, we're not moving on yet. <laughs> you come back here, host. Yes. Um, have you ever tried to put more than one milk dud in that's your mouth suicide. at the time? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you would die. basically lose five teeth. It's I like, mean, it's like pouring concrete in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you feel like your mouth is permanently shut and it's over. Oh my! Yeah. My teeth are just hurting thinking about it. <laughs> oh. It's like that scene in American History X where he curb stomps no, the guy. No, don't bring that up. That is such an because it hurts. Scene. It hurts your teeth every time you think about it. Just, just like, like milk, milk duds. Yeah. <laughs> that should be their new slogan: <laughs> milk duds. Like that scene from American History X. Yep. Um, that's why we're branding. Uh, yeah. Experts. Yes. Uh, Hit us up right. at fwordspot at gmail dot com. Yeah, Branders. Lot, we got a lot more ideas where that came from. <laughs> um, Lamar Miller, trick or treat. We'll start, go- we'll start with Big Mike okay. this time. Uh, I think he's a trick. He's he is what he is. I I still think Deontay Foreman's gonna be the best running back on that team when he gets healthy. But he's coming off an Achilles. Here's what they I think for this year and for going forward, for, he's he's a treat. For fantasy wise, I think he's, he's a, a treat, treat right now. He's a treat. Yeah, fantasy wise, I would agree. Yeah. He's a treat. I, I think next year he'll be gone i don't yeah. think he'll be on the team but i think he's a treat i don't think deontay foreman's gonna be their answer because how many achilles running backs coming back from achilles uh injuries are ever good that's a mm. bad injury yeah, yeah. so tough. i mean he has the chance but he's, i, I think only like 23 or 24 they'll, or so. they'll probably trade for derrick henry in the offseason he'll get like five thousand yards oh, so. God. Oh, yeah. don't you put that evil on us yeah. uh i'm saying for for fantasy he's a treat for for real football he's a trick He's, he looked pretty good this last week. He's he's TPing your yard. It looks innocent until you realize that it's it's raining tomorrow, <laughs> and this guy has no uh no quickness, no agility. He's a long speed runner. He doesn't have good vision. He's not big. He doesn't break tackles. He doesn't break. So tackles. so he knows that it's raining. So he probably threw Fruit Loops in your house. It'll stain the uh, yes. the roof. Yes. He put, he put forks in your front yeah, yard and then snapped them up. Yeah. And then you go out to cut the grass, and it's just a ting, 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 ting. It's bad. It's bad news, Bears. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, last guy. Or no, second to last guy. Did y'all ever do that? No. I, did, I, I never did, did I've, the I've done thing. the forks. You have? I've done the forks, toilet paper, and the Fruit Loops <laughs> all in one night. The Fruit Loops. Now, I have you done the, like, bologna on the car thing? On the car? Oh, uh, yeah. That was kind of weird. I always just ate the bologna when people did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Why waste good baloney? Supposedly, it's supposed to eat like a hole in the paint and like leave a faded spot. Oh, right I've there. only I've only seen it on the windshield, so I guess people in Alabama oh, don't know what the fuck. They're doing. <laughs> Bunch of idiots! <laughs> oh, we put baloney on the windshield. Oh man, they're gonna come out here and they'll be like, "What's that baloney doing?" <laughs> Wait, what? 
Um, <laughs> all right, Devontae Parker, trick or treat. Starting with Big Mike again. Uh, I think he's kind of a treat. I think he's the talent's always been there. Now we'll see mm. if he can be consistent because that's what I don't know how to feel. But yeah, well, Zebo, you better figure it out. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Reese cups. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Now, now here's the thing: you can get Reese cups anywhere. Are they really the best? Yes. No. Definitively, I thought no. you were, I thought you were going a different route with like you have to take the packaging <laughs> off and it's a lot of work. Well, that that too. Reese's cups are definitively the best candy you could get. Oh, put, put me put me in the camp with a Dory Jackson. <laughs> me and Adori, like what are y'all gonna do in the camp? Well, we're gonna eat Reese's, obviously, <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> I mean, at a campfire, <laughs> just you two. This is a weird, weird, <laughs> have you, no, weird oh, rabbit hole. Oh, have you ever had s'mores with Reese's cups instead of like regular chocolate? Now that'll blow your mind. <laughs> well, now I have to try it. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. doing s'mores next pod. I like it. This is a weird pod. This is such a weird pod. <laughs> but anyway, right I just think kind of like, eh, give or take. I don't care if I see Reese pieces or Reese's in my Halloween. Bag oh my or not. god! Well, like I could do without them. I I get the sentiment. Yeah, I pick candy I corn. I don't. I no, don't. Get oh, the candy corns. Well, candy corn. Candy corn be, looks like candy. Candy corn yeah. sucks, but it's not. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Um, right, so we just don't believe. Me and you don't really believe, and we don't believe in. You all don't that. believe in Reese's. Oh, That's Devante. a real problem here. <laughs> Well, I just don't think they're that good. They're amazing. Yeah, all right. Well, well, <laughs> well. That's the, the worst take you've had on the pod ever. Even even worse than uh, <laughs> the Giants. Even worse than the Giants winning the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> this is the Reese's is being bad is the worst. Hmm. Well, let's move on to our uh, our fifty percent awards brought to you by Fifty First States and Fifty Cent. That's a weird combination. <laughs> we got in trouble last. Time. We had to record the podcast over last time we started talking about fifty first states. <laughs> it got heated. Drew yeah. um, Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. Right? it didn't. It didn't. My take on it did not go well. <laughs> I got censored. Um, so yeah, so we're halfway through the year. So let's pick uh, our our award winners for the various um, NFL awards at the end of the year that are typically given out. So for the, through the first half, who is your MVP? Zebo. Okay, so I did Breeze uh, last time. Yeah. And things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. And it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Uh, I compared his stats for the first eight games with Alex Smith uh, on 2017 last year on just eight more attempts. So he only has eight more attempts than what Alex Smith had at this point last year. He has 400 more yards and 10 more touchdowns. And now now he has thrown six interceptions where Alex Smith had thrown zero, but it doesn't really change the fact that he's the MVP candidate. And he, they have very f- similar completion percentage passer ratings at this point, too. He He's phenomenal to watch, and he is that MVP. If they had any other quarterback, I am not sure that they would be as explosive. They'd probably still be winning games and be efficient, but I don't know if they're that explosive and exciting to watch. Yeah, I I think I went with Mahomes the first you time. You had Mahomes and Goff. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Mahomes. I For the reasons you laid out, I think he's been the player that's elevated his team the most. And, yes, they have 
great weapons and talent around him, but he's making all those weapons and talent yeah. work together. I mean, he's the guy that's conducting that show. So I'm going Mahomes. Yeah, I think it. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. Uh, sweep it. I'm gonna sweep it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's he's out of his mind. He's doing great. Um, let's move on to the offensive player of the year. Um, we put a little caveat on this. This can't be a quarterback um, because obviously it would just be Mahomes. But um, who do you have for your non QB offensive player of the year, Zebo? Uh, everybody but Mike went Kamara last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Todd Gurley. It's yeah. it's it's pretty obvious from this last game versus the Packers that he is the MVP of that team. Uh, he's on pace for 25 touchdowns, I think, just on the ground. I don't even think that includes receiving touchdowns. And he just takes over a game. If that passing game's not working, he took it over. He is the linchpin of that offense. Yeah. Mike? This is partially skewed by my fantasy football team, but I'm going to go Adam Thielen because I think you can make certainly a great argument for Gurley. Um, He's Well, he did last, last quarter. Yeah, he and he's incredible. He hasn't yeah. fallen off at all. Um, but Thielen, I think he just needs some recognition for what he's doing. He's got eight consecutive 100-yard games to start the season. It's never been done before. Um, he's tied Calvin Johnson for the most consecutive 100-yard games at any point at you know in a career, which is unbelievable. I mean, this guy is undrafted. You know, nobody receiver that has turned into the NFL's best receiver through the first half of this year. And it's clearly not a fluke. You can go back to last year and see what when he started yeah. coming on. He's he's the real deal. And, I mean, he is every single week. I mean, the catch he made against uh, the Saints on that, yeah. that game the Ugh. other night. He when he's great. jumping over, he's mossing guys. He's running incredible routes. He He does it all. Um, and I just think he needs some some recognition here. Yeah. And and it's good that an undrafted uh, free agent or undrafted rookie like him, uh, you know, is getting the recognition he deserves on this uh, top tier podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad he is too. Uh, <laughs> it's very it's very appropriate that yeah. an undrafted free agent is only getting recognition on a podcast that you know a thousand people listen to a week. <laughs> a thousand million people yeah uh i will say that that i admire the fact that he's able to pull off yellow gloves which is a hard look mm. I, don't, I don't feel like it's that, that hard. tough look i think i could do it um i i picked todd Gurley. yeah uh he is you know 181 more rushing yards than the next best ru- running back he's got more touchdowns than he knows what to do with he's got well he knows what to do with them He's got Except for this last one where he just like he's like fuck oh, your fantasy brutal team. Yeah. brutal I mean I still won this week but yeah. still brutal oh yeah um, <laughs> and he even came out we came right out and said it fuck your fantasy team fuck the spread yeah. um, he has five more touchdowns than the next highest non QB player which is insane um, is that including that receivers yeah yeah damn yeah that's crazy it's crazy um, so let's move on to the other side of the ball let's go defensive player of the year. Uh, we'll start with Mike to change things up. We're going defensive player of the year. It's got to be Aaron Donald. Aaron Aaron Donald has 10 sacks. He's on pace for like 20-plus sacks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just takes over games. I mean, he you saw in that, uh, I think, the Packers game this weekend, 
I mean, there's plays where he beats a guard so fast that it's just like the guy might as well not have even lined up on the snap. Like (laughs) you might as well have lined up without a guard and just let him. It's it's amazing that no one can stop this man. He he is unstoppable. Like, and the Rams are only going to make it tougher now that they've got Sue and Fowler and, you know, all these other pieces around him. And, you know, freaking, uh, what's the other one's name? Brockers is a good player too. The Rams are have got an unbelievable cast around him, but Donald is just a complete yeah. force, and he's been the best defensive player in football for a couple of years now, and, and he should win this award. And, and it'll be interesting to see, not only is the Chiefs-Rams game going to be interesting for that for the purpose of offenses blowing up, but Mitchell Schwartz is having a hell of a year. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if he how he does with uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Uh, Who did you have, Keith? I also had Aaron Donald. Um, I, I also have Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah? yeah? We're sweeping it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just insane. Ten sacks. He's on pace for 20. The record uh, is owned by a Hall of Famer, Michael Strahan. Yeah. He's a defensive end. He, this guy's doing it at defensive tackle, which is, like, unheard of. Yeah. Um, he's just dominating huge, gigantic men every play like it's nothing. Yeah. It, it was funny because – Everybody, or for most part, I was the only one that did not go Khalil Mack last night. Right, time. yeah. And really, Jarrell Casey, to me, is still a better defensive player of the year candidate than Khalil Mack, because Khalil Mack has done nothing in the last two games. He's faded. And Casey, and both that, Casey and... that's injury. Yeah. But. Casey and Donald have stayed consistent throughout the whole year, uh, but Donald's been playing on another level. And yeah, yeah. taking the fan glasses off, you just got to give it to him. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Zebo, we'll start with you. Let's start with you, Keith. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Why, me? Um, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. I think that's who I picked earlier. Uh, I think that still holds. He's got seven touchdowns. He's got 519 yards. Dude is, uh, is probably, in my opinion, top five, maybe top three running back in the league this year. Um got to give it to him like calvin ridley's been great but yeah i'm off the calvin ridley train right now yeah. um i i almost went saquon but i figured everybody's gonna be going saquon is, yeah. is, is in my opinion and and it's understandable mm-hmm. but I, i'd like to give some love to philip Lindsay, who was who deserves to be mentioned in the offensive rookie if he was more involved in the passing game like saquon was i mean maybe yeah then but just to to say something, he's leading all rookies in rushing yards right now with 531, 5.7 yards per carry. He ranks six in the NFL in rushing yards behind 5.7 yards per yeah. carry. Ranks six in the NFL in rushing yards behind Gurley, Zeke, Connor, Hunt, and Peterson. They all have 127 carries or more, and he only has 93 carries so far. He's six behind them. And really, the Broncos would be dead in the water offensively without him and Sanders. And Freeman, I don't know what they're going to do about Royce Freeman. I mean, they spent a high pick on him, and here comes Philip Lindsay, who's looked like the better running back. Right. And I, I think that he could, at the end of the year, still be in consideration. I, I think right now Saquon's got it if it mm. ended today. But I, I think these last few weeks, Philip Lindsay at the halfway point, it is at least an honorable mention. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's really Saquon or Lindsey. You could throw in if he'd 
been healthy for more of the season. I think Sonny Michelle could have been yeah. in the mix because um, I think he's played really well when he's been in there, but he just hadn't been healthy enough to really get over Saquon to me. So I, I would give it to Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, defense rookie of the year. Also, let me say, carry huh. on Johnson. Yeah, that would be good. Should also one. be Talks on the about. fringe here. Yeah. Yeah. Honorable mention. Carry on. Uh, carrying on to the defensive rookie of the year. Hey. Segways. Uh, Mike Miracles, let's start with you. Yeah, for defensive player of the year, I'm actually going to go, or defensive rookie of the year, I'm going with uh, Jair Alexander. Um, he, he is been the Packers best cornerback yeah. this year and he's playing out of his mind. He's all over the field. You saw him in the Rams game. He he made life miserable on that Rams offense and that's extremely tough to do obviously. So I think um, you're suffering from recency bias cuz I mean, he he destroyed last week. But he's been good all year. But yeah. Yeah, sure. he's he's been good from the beginning. But not only did he destroy, he dominated last yeah. week yeah. and he he actually uh, held Brennan Cooks to two catches for nine yards, and um, he had five passes defended, and those five passes defended are most in any game by any NFL player this year wow. and tied for most ever by a rookie in one game. Wow. And in playing five games, he's only allowed one touchdown all season and only 17 receptions. Ridiculous. I would also uh, Jair Alexander was obviously my choice, but I would actually also throw out Jesse Bates as a yeah. sneaky, sneaky one safety for the Bengals. He's been playing awesome. Yeah, he's up there. I don't have sure. any of his stats, but you just hear his name every week making plays and highlights. Three interceptions, and I think he's one of the top safeties on PFF's yeah. grading scale too. But yeah. um, he, he's someone he's to good. keep an eye on he's, as defensive rookie of the year. He's the reason that the Bengals were okay with getting rid of uh, George Iloka. Yeah. Oh, this season. Gennard Avery is someone else He's that should get well. some some mention. A fifth-round pick, I think he was, for the Browns out of Memphis, and he's played really, really well, too. Yeah. I mean, there's just people that you hear every every week, and these are just a few of the people that you hear. Yeah. Well, let me also toot our horn that uh, Jair Alexander was our favorite cornerback uh, coming out back yeah. in pre, uh, pre-draft days. So. Yeah. True. Um, my, my pick was Bradley Chubb. He's on pace for 14 sacks. Is he really? Yes. Good for him. Yeah, he's got seven. Um, if he was to continue that pace and get 14, he would have three less than the top uh, sack artists from last year. And as a rookie, I think that is uh, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And now, how many of those came in that Cardinals game, though? All of them. <laughs> I was, was going <laughs> to say, they it really? felt like a lot yeah. of them. But, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been good. Yeah, if you could play the Cardinals every week, you could yeah. probably get about 60 sacks. Could win season. a lot of defensive awards. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to uh, Coach of the Year. I'm pretty sure we're all going to have the same answer, but oh, maybe I doubt you'll surprise it. me. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll start with Mike then. Yeah. I'm going McVay. Yeah? Yeah. At 8 no. Sorry. He's the best coach in the NFL. Mm. He does more for his team I feel like then in like he does obviously the Rams are talented to some degree but it's not it's not like we were talking about how great Robert Woods was before he got there or how great you know 
what's uh what's uh, Cooper Cup Cooper was Cup, yeah. coming in. I don't draft. know. A couple. Of, I I think I, I was on Cooper Cup. Yeah, people like. I mean, Cup, I didn't expect like him a, to be like this. He but, was like a mid round pick. Yeah, like oh, he's a good like third rounder maybe or something like that. But it wasn't like oh, this guy's gonna change the game. Right. But in even Gurley, Gurley was averaging what you know we were talking about on the Slack or in the uh, Twitter thread the other day. Uh, Gurley averaged like 3.2 yards per carry in 2016 yeah. uh, before he got there. McVay has elevated everyone's game. And that's but didn't what he do that last year? Does. I mean, let's, sure. let's give it to someone new. Well, I'm not, yeah. I, I don't believe in the give it to someone new, though, because he's undefeated, dude. He's mm. un, Well, he's undefeated for, for one. But also, give it to someone new is how you end up with like the random weird. Like, there's some good NBA examples of yeah. that where like, wasn't like Carl Malone won it one year or something like that. The, yeah, and the NBA is awful about it, especially with like the the MVP award. The Derek, That's, the year Derek Rose won it over yeah. LeBron when LeBron was like at the peak of his powers, like right, right, that right. kind of stuff happens. And it's like we look yeah. back on it, and that almost always looks dumb. At the when I you think look there's a lot it. of good coaching candidates out there though that could that could give McVay. For I don't think it's sure, that easy. Sure, good candidates. Are, are you? Do you have McVay? I have I have McVay as well. Um, <laughs> and it's it's purely because. All the people who are, you know, contender contenders for the, the the you know, coach of the year award are people who are, you know, doing the same thing. They have the same talent. They have the same. Not so fast, my friend. No? Frank Reich is your oh, different. Right. I think is I think is your uh, coach of the year through the halfway point. And he's really turned everything about that team around, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate, I hate because I really didn't think Frank was going to be that good. I thought he was going to be very overrated. I thought this whole team was going to be overrated. I mean, he's got them playing out of their minds, and the, he's got the defense turned around so far with Matt Eberfluss as their fucking defensive coordinator. The offense is looking phenomenal. It's, I mean, I, th- I don't think Andrew, I think Andrew Luck in the last four games has only been sacked three times. When's the last time we've ever been able to say that about Colts offensive yeah. line? Yeah, I, I think I think with the talent that he's working with, I think Frank's doing doing a lot with it, and I think he needs some recognition on this podcast I, I, that reaches millions. I think uh, I think a similar situation would be Jay Gruden needs some uh, some love. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't see why. Why? I mean that that Washington team is not great from a talent standpoint, and they have only lost once, right? I feel like twice. 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 Yeah, they're five They've only lost twice. Yeah. That's uh, they have no business losing to Yeah, I'm not really on the Jay Gruden twice. train. I, I would say that my other my backup, McVay wasn't even on my list. My backup was Andy. He wasn't Reed. even on the list. Was he didn't make the list. I'll send him my regrets when I send uh, out all the other award certificates. I'm gonna write on the certificate <laughs> that I send him. Yeah. I'm gonna write Zebo thinks you're a terrible coach. And uh I, give him your phone number. I was gonna say Andy Reid. Yeah, because I, I think I think Andy Reid yeah. with Patrick Mahomes and it's 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 been phenomenal to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me let me also say this on the subject of the Colts real quick. The Colts are the perfect example of, you know, we've complained a lot as Titans fans about, oh, the receivers aren't aren't very good. Look at the Colts receiving core just real quick at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they have not had T.Y. Hilton for most of the season. He's been in and out with an injury. He hasn't been quite 100%. Yeah. So just take a gander at the Colts receiving core and tell me that 
Andrew Luck and the coaching staff isn't elevating their level of play. They're playing Zach Pascal, who was on the Titans practice squad last year. Well, is it who got who got Major the snaps? Who got a fucking touchdown for them? Like some M- Malano Alaka Cox or something like that. I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's like, pretty close. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty close. It's like Ali Cox. Or it, something it was like definitely that. half half inate, half inated at the end. And Cox was a part of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely a lot of Cox. <laughs> Isn't it always? Yeah, they've got random guys stepping up and making plays, yeah. and it's it's you don't always have to have the best receivers in the world to have a good offense, right? Yeah. So, anyways, sup, Ryan Grant? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Ryan Grant, Zach Pascal, um, you know, random other receivers, Malali Chester Cox. Chester Rogers. I mean, get out Chester of here, Chester Rogers. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's let's talk about games that we're excited about this uh, week. What about comeback player? Oh, all right. Yeah, let's do comeback player. Who you got? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. And it pains me. Mm. I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the same answer. And I almost went JJ Watt, which means I'm, that it's I'm going JJ uh, yeah. Watt. Yeah. I, I, and I I bad mouth JJ Watt last time, so let me give yeah. him an apology because I know he's listening. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi JJ. Hey, hey. He's doing a lot better that. And hi TJ. The 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 often forgotten. TJ one. doesn't listen to this podcast. He only listens to the other one. Oh, well, he's he's a real asshole. Though. Yeah, you know, TJ yeah. didn't want to listen. JJ to listens to both. Yeah. Um, let's move on to games we're excited about for this week. Uh, we've got Chargers at Seahawks. I'll be. I, I think that'll be a fun game. It's it's. Are the Chargers going to be? Can they put away the Seahawks? Because Seahawks are feisty as fuck. Yeah, especially feisty at butts. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a real statement game for what both these teams plan to be going forward because Pete Carroll has the this team playing out of its mind. He's Russell doing a, Wilson he's, in particular. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. I mean, he called for a punt where the guy was purposely going to take a safety, and the punter was just like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll run it for ten yards." Michael Dixon. Yeah. Michael Dixon, the world's greatest punter ever. <laughs> yes. Ever. Yes. Did you see his nickname? No. What is it? I don't know if he gave it to himself or other people gave it to him, but they asked him, like, what's your nickname around the locker room? He said, Big Balls Dixon. No way. <laughs> yes. yes. Fuck yeah. 100%. Can we get him an award? Can we just send him a certificate? Yeah, we for We'll give him the Big Balls Award. Yeah. Big Balls Award. I like it. Brett Kern will Big be jealous, but it's okay. It's all right. The Colonel will get one, I'm sure, next year. Melvin Gordon will be back. Is Bosa back this week or is he back next week? I think he might be back. They're saying he's getting closer, so I don't. I don't know if he'll play this week or not. What about the Seahawks offensive line that's suddenly good? Played a lot better. I mean, it helps when it's Russell Wilson back there. Yeah, but I mean, it it's more than just Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson's been back there for five or ten years. Yeah, sure. I, I think it's probably <laughs> it's got to be partially coaching, and I think it's part of it. Guys like Jermaine Effetti and and guys like that that struggled early as younger players in their yeah. careers and they're just kind of starting to figure stuff out. Do you all ever think of when you hear Jermaine Effetti like of a pasta? Conf- I think oh, of I think confetti. Of confetti. Yeah, yeah, I think of a confetti can. Yeah. Those are fucking weird. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Uh, Didn't even have bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> You're so hung up on that. I know. I can't Such believe. a weird thing to be hung <laughs> up on. Very upset that it's we just didn't so have weird brothers beds. didn't have bunk beds. <sighs> That's so weird. Yeah, well, it's separate rooms. Mm. Yeah. Why, why would you want a bunk bed? Bunk beds. Let's I face mean, it. Bunk beds are accidents waiting to happen. And neither of us are fitting. Especially that oh, one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm... I didn't know you were born out of the womb at six foot nine. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean... <laughs> facts. 
difficult delivery. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> like a horse. Yeah. Like a horse delivery. Um, let's move on to the Rams at the Saints. Hi, Mom. Get, get this train wreck somewhat back on course. Who do y'all think is going to win? Like, I'm really interested. Do y'all, do y'all think the Rams are going to stay undefeated after this game? I don't. I, I think the Saints take this one mainly because I think it's in New Orleans. I think the crowd is going to be insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, they got to travel all the way from L.A. to New Orleans. Yeah. I think I think this is the one that they dropped. Although... Because they barely won that last game. They did. They did. And, I mean, the Saints are... The Saints just beat the Vikings pretty easily without even having to throw the ball down. Yeah. Like, they just ran the ball and, you know, created turnovers on defense and beat the Vikings, who are a good team. Um, Yeah, I I think the Saints are going to get them. Yeah, I I think so. I I have a feeling that the Saints are going to get them, too. And I I think it's Drew Brees finally threw his first interception of the season last week. Because if crazy. he hadn't thrown that interception, he'd still been my MVP. But uh, that one interception. That one interception. Sorry, Drew. Yep. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yep. You'll get your candidate certificate. But I, I think <laughs> with their susceptible pass defense, that the way Drew Brees just gets the ball out of his hands and Michael Thomas catches everything, it's over. I think it's over. The undefeated streak's over. Mm. And then you'll have to rescind Sean McVay's coaching of the year award because mm. he's not undefeated anymore. Should we? Now, how do we go about rescinding that? Do we have to write him a letter? Yeah. Saying, we, well, we have to write a letter and and send it to the uh, award bureau. Okay. So they know that that award, if he goes out and starts bragging about it, is not uh, valid. Okay. Is, is the award bureau Huxley? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, He's currently pushing an empty beer can across <laughs> the room with his tongue. <laughs> that's kind of a metaphor for this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the Rams are gonna take it. I think that uh, I think that Aaron Donald's gonna wreak havoc on. Uh, Please don't mess this up, Huxley. Okay, good. Get out. On Breeze and and everything else. Um, Do you think they go sixteen and zero? The Rams? No, no, no. I don't. I mean, who who are they losing to if they're not losing on the road to the Saints? They're gonna drop one to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be a trap game. Yeah, it'll be a trap game for sure. It'll be the Trip when they're rest, resting all their starters at the end of the uh, year. Yeah. 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 Um, Packers at Patriots is the next one. I think this is a sneaky Packers game. Really? I think they're gonna be so pissed at Ty Montgomery. This is a Ty Montgomery hate game. <laughs> the Ty Montgomery, the Ty Montgomery hate game that he's not even participating yeah. in. I don't know. I I think I'm probably leaning Patriots here. Um, Did you Patriots s- are at home. Yeah, and I feel like they're two evenly matched teams. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Patriots have those weird Gatling guns that are ready to fire whenever they score touchdowns or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think they're gonna win. Uh, I will say that seeing videos of disappointed Aaron Rodgers after that time I got yeah. fumble. Was He's going to be coming out with a vengeance. Yeah. I, I, that's that's what I, I'm banking on Aaron Rodgers more than anything. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to a, a wonderful offensive matchup. The Falcons versus the Redskins. If the Redskins can't move against this Falcons defense, I don't think they're going to be a long-term solution in the NFC East. That being said... I think it'll be a fun game. I mean, you got Gruden versus uh, Quinn. Quinn, and 
Gruden gets to take the advantage of a defense that basically has Tat McKinley and Vic Beasley, and that's it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun game to watch, and it's gonna be an offensive game. And if but the last time I said it was gonna be an offensive game when it involved the Redskins, I think they went out and shit the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think it was maybe the first was the Buccaneers. I can't remember when it was. Oh so, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm kind of wondering if they're just gonna shit the bed again. Yeah. Mike. It's an interesting game. You've got Jay Gruden, an offensive coach that leads a team with a really good defense, and you got Dan Quinn, a defensive coach yeah. that leads a team with a really good offense. It's a bizarro game. Yeah, so it's like it, they're perfect inverses of each other, yeah. um, which makes it interesting by itself. I think the the Falcons are probably the more desperate team, and I think I tend to pick with great offenses, which not – the Falcons may not be quite a great offense, but they're a very good offense. I tend to pick a good offense over a good defense, and I'm leaning Falcons on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm leaning Falcons. I think I am as well. Is this the game that Julio Jones finally breaks the scoreless streak? <laughs> no. No? No. I hope, I hope not at this point. Yeah, I want it to continue all season. He'll be the sole owner of the longest streak if yeah. he doesn't score this week. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to our last segment, which is the Back to the Future Thursday Night Football recap from Wednesday that you're listening to on Friday, presented by Football and Other F Words. And of course, the Thursday Night Football game will be the Raiders, who are one and six. Yep. At the 49ers, who are one and seven. What a great oh, Thursday night primetime I'm game! Thrilled. Are you got? Are you guys so as excited as I am? Well, at what point does J- John Gruden get bored and just go up to the booth and start calling the game? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That would be outstanding. <laughs> All right, minutes on the clock, and we're we're off. Make your predictions. All right, so uh, <laughs> so Nick Mullins comes out and throws for 400 yards against that Raiders defense, steals Jimmy Garoppolo's job. It's going to be oh, – it was amazing. Uh, they named him the starter for life. Well, Incredible. I, I like that Doug Martin uh, got the single game record with an actual hamster up his butt. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed the part where John Gruden uh, just sat on, sat in the middle of the field and started counting his money. Um, <laughs> he Scrooge McDuck it. <laughs> I remember that. I remember was, when he Scrooge McDuck, he just was, d- yeah. dived off a diving board at some yeah. point. It was a great money, and he was just counting his, his $100 bills with his middle fingers just pointed straight <laughs> at uh, the Raiders box. And the fact that someone shaved uh, Davis's head, I was very shocked by that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's about time they got a barber up in that <laughs> booth. You know, I mean, anything would be better than the Friar Tuck. Yeah. That I thought he was rocking. I thought it was cool that they let Jerry Rice play wide receiver for both teams. <laughs> that was pretty. That was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, the 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 best thing. I just feel great for the Bay Area people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting to watch these two teams go at it. Hey, at what least a, at least they get to watch it like three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time it is over there. Well, at least they can go to like a Warriors game after <laughs> afterwards and like wash it out. It's like washing their mouth out with soap before uh, you know a good dinner or some shit like that's that. True. Well, that's time, but. I will say that the the only reason that stadium won't be empty is that the Warriors are not playing that night. Yeah. Oh, well, so yeah, they lucked they, out. They should let Steph Curry and Clay Thompson play for the teams and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah I mean, they it, would get more people in the they, stadium. They would be they better did. quarterbacks too. I feel just oh, Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. basically. Nick Mo- yeah. will will David Carr 
is it David or Derek? Derek. Is Derek. <laughs> I, don't know. I, do that. I don't know what you're referring or, to. Or is it Darren? <laughs> is it yeah, Darren there's Carr? Darren. <laughs> or is it Drake? Yeah. Is it, is it Drake? Was it Drake? Is or it or is Dino it? Carr? <laughs> or is it Daniel? Donald right? Carr. Donald. Uh, no. No. It, I can't remember. It's Darren, I think. Yeah, it was it definitely was, Darren. It was Draco Carr. <laughs> Draco. Um, will the car that plays quarterback for the, <laughs> for the Raiders... <laughs> Average more than five yards per uh, five yards in the air per pass attempt. Th- this game, yes, yes, that's oh. a, that's a negative for me, boss. Oh, he yeah. actually looked pretty good last week. I don't know what his average was, but I mean, he actually looked competent, which is weird because they got rid of Amari Cooper, and yeah, so and no Marshawn Lynch back there, and they're, they suddenly so actually powered good. by Jared Cook, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in pure force and, of will, and Jordy Nelson. Oh my goodness, Seth Roberts. Woo! <laughs> Get excited! Yeah, put those names up on the marquee. Yeah, You're this, selling out some games now. I know we promised to stop making fun of Thursday night football earlier this year, but That's this is bad. primo Thursday night football shit. Yes. Are they? I wish they would color rush, and it oh, would be it'd please. be all white, and then all what gold, whatever yeah. that color is, like oh, mustard no, they gold. Should do gold versus silver. Oh yeah. Ooh, that would have the made bling it. bowl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I might turn in for like thirty <laughs> seconds of that. <laughs> to watch Darren Carr throw a pass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Darren oh. Carr versus Nick Mullins. <laughs> Thursday night football on Fox. How how many how many quarters do we think that Joe Buck and <laughs> Troy Aikman are are going to be able to hide their contempt for this game? Oh no! I think they're cracking Half up. Quarter? Oh my god! Is it them two doing yes. it? I, oh my god! It's gonna you, be so bad. I think you hear audible like opening of beers, <laughs> like you hear on this podcast. At I, some think, point I think in the I think quarter. Troy Aikman may actually start listening to podcasts. This game will be so bad. <laughs> how long? How long till we get a Joe Buck one of these? <sighs> he goes. I, I I killed myself for a week and a half to come, and this is a vacation for him. He'll probably just say, "I try to do whatever you want." Dude, so, like whatever. The way he did like six games in five days or something. <laughs> like Troy, Troy, I'm gonna go jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. You <laughs> just you got it from here, bud. <laughs> They're just gonna replace him with Phil Sims and um uh, and a skillet uh, of fucking collar and Boomer Esiason at some point, and we'll never notice. Yes. <laughs> what if they put? What if they got the Booger Mobile from ESPN? <laughs> just blocked the whole game. <laughs> and they just blocked the one TV, the one camera show in the game. They the, blocked it for everybody. They put John Gruden in it, <laughs> and then like make him go up and down the sidelines like that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it a lot. And make John. I mean, he John Gruden's not doing anything coaching this team. So no, no, no. this is gonna be so bad. And you know, they had like Jonah Hill on the Thursday night football game last week at some point, and they did. Yeah, Why? is that <laughs> halftime? I, I tuned off. I had a moth in my ear last last week during that Thursday night football <laughs> game, so I didn't get to watch it a lot of it. That's not like a weird saying from Alabama. <laughs> no, that's no. like a literal thing. That's, that yeah, that's I had something a, that happened. Oh, I had a moth in my ear. Uh, classic. Deep in my ear. Classic that's, moth ear situ- yeah. situation. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening at first. Make sure to visit our sponsors and uh, rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. Follow us on Twitter. At, at Edwards Pod, uh, go ahead and and send Mr. Lebowski. Oh, do we want to do F mail real quick? Oh yeah, F mail. <laughs> I asked for F mail. I feel like it would be rude to, to just ignore all these people. We can go. Yeah. We can go quick. Just yeah. do what I did last time. I just ignored all the really shitty ones, and I just asked a question for one <laughs> to everybody. All right, so we've got. Uh, okay, let's let's start. All right, so we've got. 
a gentleman named um I think it's Buck. Buck. Riesling. 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 He must get Buck Wild. Buck Wild. There's no way that's a real name. (laughs) Buck Rising. Actually, our good friend Buck Rising from uh, 102.5 The Game. Uh, Can at Mr. Lebowski play tight end? I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) I mean, how well do you need him to play tight end? (laughs) Like, can he physically go in the game at tight end? Yes. Yeah. Does he have a tight end? I think I've heard... I've heard he does. I mean, I've smacked it. He's got good calves. Yeah. He's got good calves. Great calves. Great calves. calves. I mean, not as good as mine. I have beautiful calves. (laughs) I don't know if y'all know that or not. He didn't ask about his calves, though. Now, Lebowski has the big advantage of the beard. He could just go out there and get, get, like, passes tangled up in his beard. Is that what Eric Weddle does? I think so. Because his beard is, that's that's too much. That's how he makes all those interceptions. Yeah. Just. I, I think, I think he could do it. I, th- I think he could play. Yeah, I think I think he could block better than he could catch. He could legally. He's got small hands. I don't know if he can get. That's a <laughs> big thing. Yeah, this is like hands. a little baby hand. He's gonna love this part of the podcast. <laughs> I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, buddy. We're gonna the, we're gonna go with a soft yes. Yeah, we, soft <laughs> the softest of yes. I can't wait for the next time that Buck and Lebowski hang out, and all Buck can do oh, is look at goodness. his small hands. <laughs> He's going to be trying to inconspicuously glance at his hands the whole time. Gillum's going to catch him and just be like, what the fuck are you looking at, bro? You looking at these hands? All right, so uh, let's go. Why didn't we trade for Kelvin Benjamin? This comes from uh, at our friend at Rob Greenlaw. I already knew that was <laughs> Well, I don't understand why we didn't trade him because, I mean, I'm sure we, he actually could have been gotten for a seventh. We did need a backup fullback yeah. after getting Fowler. Yeah. So. I was ready for Kelvin in Nashville. I was ready uh, for it. Oh, uh, I would have. I, I, I might. I would have struggled to watch games. <laughs> now, did you, did you guys see? Uh, I retweeted something from uh, this guy. So they, they did a. From the, I guess, Devin McCourty interception. Oh, yeah. For a touchdown. He reached the highest speed of any ball carrier this year. Um, at like 22 miles per hour. And they showed the little, basically the GPS locations of all the players on the field by different dots with their number on it. And the funniest part of the whole thing was Kelvin Benjamin's 13. You can see he runs a route into the end zone and he doesn't even get back into the picture <laughs> until like McCourty scored. He's a, literally about 97 yards behind McCourty. It's like he probably to- went and grabbed a hot dog somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Look, that's according- what I, I was expecting. You were gonna say he was like already on the bench, sitting down. <laughs> according to Booger, he probably was stopping by Popeyes to pick up some <laughs> yeah. uh, some chicken. So. He said he was what? He said he was a Popeye's well, biscuit thought, away thought, from uh, playing tight end. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Booger shit, said that you're supposed to keep Popeye's in your pants, and that and that way you don't have to leave the field to go get Popeye's. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. All right, we've got. Uh, that's a pee joke. At, <laughs> at Matt Willem twenty two asks uh, Brandon Marshall over Cameron Batson. Uh, mark. It's like it's like asking if you want to be in a bed of spiders or a bed of moths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel the same way. Would you rather swim in a pool of shit or swim in a pool of dead bodies? Are we talking about the linebacker, Brandon Marshall? No, no. No. The the, the washed-up wide receiver, Brandon Marshall. I'd still prefer to talk about linebacker, Brandon Marshall, playing wide receiver. (laughs) Who I think might be the best possible scenario there. Best of all three. All right, so bad. 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 (laughs) We feel bad. All right, <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> all right, at Crockett, Justin asks, "Why does Jarrell Casey have so few Pro Bowls and All Pros?" 
I don't know, bud. Does does he? Well, he's got three Pro Bowls, so that's yeah. pretty good. That's not that. That's not few. How many? He's All Pro. What once? He twice. hasn't made All Pro yet. You gotta be fucking kidding no, me. No, this is the year. That's ridiculous. You tell he that should. bud, whoever that was, this is the year. Justin Crockett. This yeah. is the year. Tell him right now. You heard it. it from Zebo first. Yeah, this yeah. is the year. All Pro. Guaranteed. All right. Uh, I think that's the last one. Is that it? Um. No. No. Wait. There's more. Uh. At Texas Sports 1015. Oh, is this your burner account? (laughs) (laughs) 100%. It is is not, in fact, my burner account, but it is a good question. Is J-Rob too devoted to the people he scouted? I just keep thinking about how long it took him to cut Kevin Dodd, now this thing with the wide receivers. Yes. I think think he believes in the spirit of kumbaya and believing in each other. So I don't think he actually took that long to cut Kevin Dodd, honestly. He he cut him after... Two years basically for a second round draft pick that was a borderline first. So I, I right. think he, I think cutting him any sooner than that would have been a little bit irresponsible because right. you want to give a guy that that has shown at least something a little bit of leeway. Yeah. But do you wish you would have got a seventh round pick like a twenty twenty seventh round pick for Kevin Dodd like Ty Montgomery? Absolutely, yeah. Let me let me have them seven. Yeah, yeah. Please, we can get more Kalfani Muhammad's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people demand it <laughs> okay um <laughs> all right titans fan underscore 42 would like to rant about chad withrow <laughs> of the midday 180 <laughs> i've right. got reasons lots of them to support my stance but i'm not going to share them or you just have to trust that they're there or I may finally share some reasons <laughs> one one twitter has called me out for not saying Hashtag beef. That I don't. Was that a run on sentence? (laughs) That sounds like a guy that needs to call the hotline and leave a voicemail. Yeah, let's let's. I'm gonna reply to him tomorrow. Please call in to the F words pod line. (laughs) The F words hotline. Uh, Zach will send you the number, and we would love to get your rant about Withrow. I have Uh, to know because now I don't know what the question was. I will. I want to hear the reasons. All the only thing I took away from that is that that this guy. Doesn't use ha- periods. Has has an issue with Withrow. That was he has, that was a lot of words for yeah. the something that could be said. I have Withrow. a lot of issues with Withrow that I can't get into on Twitter, but you could probably figure him out if you hire a fucking detective to figure <laughs> figure out what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave you five riddles. <laughs> please please leave us leave us five riddles yeah. on the uh, hotline. Yes, actually. if you would call in five times and leave us one clue each about your yeah. uh, issues with Withrow. This is great. <laughs> I love this. This is like this is like a fun. It's like murder mystery. Yeah. And w- yes, and we will try. Yeah, we will create a second podcast trying to solve the. Mystery. I will tell you this: if you leave the voicemail and I figure out that you've left the voicemail, we'll have Chad Witherow on the show to listen to your voicemail. <laughs> I will guarantee it. Yes, we will have an airing of grievances yeah. with Withrow. I will guarantee that will happen. Are we about to turn this podcast into Mari? Actually, just took something off a the fucking show. pin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that'll do it for us efforts. Uh <laughs> make sure to visit our sponsors, rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. You can get more of Mike's opinions on all I things wish this was a video <laughs> I'm just trying to soldier through this with you guys. You get more of Mike's analysis on all things Titans at Music Miracles. <laughs> Those headphones get you every time. We are football and other efforts, and you've just been up. <laughs> Down goes Evo.
Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.